Now Maryam, when she heard all of this description, and even though it's a very good description, very good qualities, amazing qualities, you know, that any parent would want in their child, she is still amazed and surprised. She is shocked, which is why she doesn't ask, okay, when? What does she ask? قَالَتْ Rabbi. She says, Oh my Lord, أَنَّا يَكُونُ لِي ولد. How can I have a child? Now the angel gave the good news to her, but Maryam is asking who? Allah. Because she knows that the angel delivered the message to her. The message is actually from who? Allah. So this is why she says, Rabbi, Oh my Lord, meaning, Oh Allah, Anna, How? How would it be possible that يَكُونُ لِي ولد? I will have a child. How can I have a child while no man has touched me? She's not objecting. She's not doubting. She's not questioning. She is simply wondering that how will it be? This is not out of doubt, but this is out of wonder. That how can I have a child while no man has touched me? Yamsasni. Yamsas from the root letters meem seen seen mas, which is to touch. And the word Mas in the Qur'an is used for sexual intercourse as well. So, وَلَمْ يَمْسَسْنِي بَشَرْ No man has touched me, meaning I have not had any relations with a man. Meaning I'm not married, I don't have a husband. And nor am I baghi, nor am I a woman who is unchaste, who would commit fornication. How? وَلَمْ يَمْسَسْنِي بَشَرْ قَالَ He said, كَذَلِكْ Just like that. Meaning you will remain a virgin. You will be a single woman. You will not commit anything haram. Just as you are, this is exactly how you will give birth to Isa salam. This is just like Zakariya He had a child without returning to young age. Him and his wife had a child without his wife returning to young age. No, nothing changed. The circumstances remained exactly as they were. This is exactly how it will be. How? How is it possible? What's the answer to that? Allahu yakhluqu ma yasha. Allah creates whatever He wants. Allah can make whatever He wants, however He wants. He doesn't have any restrictions, any limitations. For if there were any such restrictions, then that would not be God. It's Allah. Qadir, Al-Qadir. خَالِقُ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ الْخَلَّاقِ The one who can do whatever he wants. So he can create whatever he wants. اللَّهُ يَخْلُقُ مَا يَشَاءُ And this is a reality that Allah creates whatever He wills. Whatever He wants. Think about the different kinds of creation that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created. Different kinds. So many different types, so many different characteristics. Each is unique. You know, think about the creatures that are up in the sky flying. Think about the creatures that live on mountains, that live on the earth, that live inside the earth, that live on the surface of the water, by the water, that live inside the water, that live under the seabed. I mean, there's creatures at every level. And each is unique. Each is different. If Allah can create one creation that can live and breathe only in water, 
and he can create a creation that can live and breathe only in air if you put that creation in the water it will die if you put the creation that's in the water in the air that will die then he can also create a person without a father he can do whatever he wants allah yakhluqu ma yasha he can create whatever that he pleases whatever he wants to you know if we do something one way it's not possible for us to do it in another way we are restricted we are limited in our capacity in our ability but allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not have those restrictions so allah yakhluqu ma yasha and he can create so many creatures so many different types through a means and also without a means through a process and also without a process all is possible for him so allah can create isa alayhisalam without a father it's not difficult allah yakhluqu ma yasha idha qada amran when he decides for a matter when he decrees a matter qada from the root letters qaf dadiya and what is qada a decree a judgment a decision so when he decides it fa inma yaqulu lahu kun fayakun then indeed he only says to it be kun and fayakun and it happens it comes about it occurs he only has to say happen and it happens come into existence and it will come into existence remember that there are two types of qada allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's qada his decree it's of two types one is kauni and the other is shar'i what is shar'i with regards to religion okay so for example waqada rabbuka alla ta'budu illa iyyahu and your lord has decreed that you must not worship anyone but him this is what allah's decree that is shar'i that has to do with religion okay and the shar'i qada remember that it's always something that allah likes meaning allah commands what he likes If Allah has commanded us to pray it's because he wants us to do that he likes that If Allah has commanded us to be good to our parents it's because he likes that Okay One more thing remember about qada shar'i is that it may happen it may come into effect and it also may not come into effect When Allah has commanded all people worship Allah does everyone worship Allah Does everyone worship him No It may happen it may not happen but it is something that allah loves qada kauni the second type of qada is that which has to do with the universe meaning the physical things okay so for example the coming of the rain allah commands that the rain should fall at a particular place allah commands that a person should be born allah commands that a person should die okay allah commands that a certain calamity should come or a certain calamity be removed that a tree grow or it die okay that you lose your phone or you find it this is what qada kauni and remember two things about qada kauni first of all it's not necessary that if allah has commanded something that he likes it okay so for example if allah has decreed for you that you lose your phone qada kauni doesn't mean that allah wants that allah is happy with that allah is happy with your suffering no that if allah has sent you know a calamity somewhere does it mean that allah is happy with that it's not necessary we don't know 
because people question how can god let this happen okay there is wisdom behind it there is a reason behind it it's so that you become more careful about your belongings and you don't leave your phone here and there okay so it teaches you a lesson there is some wisdom behind it the second thing we must remember about qada kauni is that it always happens it always happens if allah has decided that something should happen and this is kauni then it will definitely happen if allah has said that rain should fall at a particular place then no one can stop it if allah has decided that someone should be born then they will be born if allah has decided that someone should die then they will definitely die you know recently somebody told me about this accident that happened that a person his car something happened to it on the highway and he fell off or something and he came out of the car he was perfectly fine and other people came and asked him that do you need some help he said no it's okay and as he was walking a car came and hit him and he died so he was safe from the car accident but he died in another car accident okay so if allah has decided that someone should die then they will definitely die if allah has decided that you lose your phone no matter what you do to protect your phone you will definitely lose it Okay? So over here, when Allah says, إِذَا قَضَى أَمْرًا فَإِنَّمَا يَقُولُ لَهُ كُنْ فَيَكُنْ Which kind of qada is this? Kauni or shari? Kauni. When Allah says be and it happens, then this is qada kauni. So Allah, He decided that Isa salam should be born, and that's it. He was born. On the Day of Judgment, when the judgment is to be established, when resurrection has to happen, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will command Israfil to blow the trumpet just once. We learn in the Qur'an, فَإِنَّمَا هِيَ زَجْرَةٌ وَاحِدَةٌ فَإِذَا هُمْ يَنظُرُونَ At another place, فَإِذَا هُمْ بِالسَّاهِرَةٌ One announcement, and everybody up. Everyone resurrected. Everyone brought to life. At another place, we learn, وَمَا أَمْرُنَا إِلَّا وَاحِدَةٌ كَلَمْحٍ بِالْبَصَرِ Just the glance of an eye. And within seconds, the judgment will be established. So when Allah decides for something to happen, then it will definitely happen. And that is what is being referred to over here. فَإِنَّمَا يَقُولُ لَهُ كُنْ فَيَكُونَ More qualities of Isa a.s. وَيُعَلِّمُهُ الْكِتَابَ وَالْحِكْمَةِ Maryam a.s. she's wondering, she's amazed. And in that state of shock, she is told more qualities of Isa a.s. وَيُعَلِّمُهُ الْكِتَابِ And Allah will teach him the book. Which book? The scripture. The scripture that was revealed before him. And which one is that? The Torah. The Zabur. So Allah will teach him that scripture. Because Isa a.s. when he came, he did not bring a new religion. He was an observer of the Torah. He was a follower of Musa a.s. Just like the prophets before him who came after Musa a.s. All were to follow, observe the Torah. So Isa a.s. also did that. But we know that there were several changes in the Torah. It had been corrupted, it had been misinterpreted, it had been lost or whatever. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taught Isa a.s. the Torah. The correct meaning, the correct understanding. The correct application. وَيُعَلِّمُهُ الْكِتَابِ Others have said that Al-Kitab over here refers to Kitabah, meaning writing, the art of writing. So Isa a.s. was one of those individuals who knew how to write. Wal-Hikmah, and the wisdom. What does this Hikmah refer to? It refers to the Sharia, the law. Because the law is from who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And whatever is from Allah, there has to be wisdom behind it. 
Allah tells us in the Quran that وَأَنزَلَ اللَّهُ وَعَلَيْكَ الْكِتَابُ وَالْحِكْمَةِ وَعَلَّمَكَ مَا لَمْ تَكُنْ تَعَلَمُ The Prophet ﷺ was told that Allah has revealed upon you the book and the wisdom. The wisdom refers to the law, the sharia. So Isa ﷺ was also taught the hikmah. وَالتَّوْرَاتَ وَالْإِنْجِيلِ And the Torah and the Injil. The Torah, the book of Musa ﷺ, the one that came before him. And Injil, the gospel, was the book that was given to who? Isa ﷺ. Now, is that already included in the word kitab? If you look at the verse, kitab is mentioned, that Allah will teach him the book. And then the Torah and the Injil. The Torah and the Injil are mentioned again. They're mentioned separately by name to honor these books. Okay? Now, this is one thing I want you to realize before moving on. Is that who is giving all of these gifts to Isa salam? All of this knowledge, in these talents, Who's giving all of this to him? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Who will train him? Allah will train him. What do we think? That the parents, they do everything for their child. Right? Yes, the parents play a very, very important role. But remember, that the parents are not the providers. Who is the real provider? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is the real provider. Sometimes parents want that their child should learn something. They really want their child to learn. But what happens? The child doesn't want to. He doesn't put his heart and mind into it. He resists it. He runs away from it. The parents have created an atmosphere, given him every opportunity, but he's running away from it. On the other hand, there might be a child, he wants to learn, but the parents don't allow him. Okay? But still he manages to learn and succeed. So ultimately it's not the parents. Who is it? It is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is the provider. He is the teacher. He is the trainer. So when we want our children to be successful, to be something, then who should we rely upon? Ourselves? We should rely upon Allah. Ask Him. It doesn't mean you do nothing. No, you do something yourself as well. But ultimately you leave it in His hands. وَرَسُولًا إِلَى بَنِي إِسْرَائِيلِ And he will be a messenger to the Bani Israel. Not to all of mankind, but specifically the children of Israel. أَنِّي that indeed I, when he will come to them, he will say to them, that قَدْ جِئْتُكُمْ بِآيَةٍ مِنْ رَبِّكُمْ When he will come to the Bani Israel, he will say that in fact I have come to you with a miracle from your Lord. Ayah. Did he come with one miracle? No, he came with many miracles. So why is one miracle mentioned over here? It means a sign that will indicate to you my truthfulness. And that sign is not just one, there are many. So, أَنِّي قَدْ جِئْتُكُمْ بِآيَةً مِنْ رَبِّكُمْ What were the miracles that he brought? They're listed in this verse. First of all, أَنِّي That indeed I أَخْلُقُ لَكُمْ أَخْلُقُ خَالَمْ قَافْ I create for you, I make for you min al-teen, from clay. The word teen is from tayanun and it's used for wet mud. Okay, wet mud. From which you can make different things. You're talking about something like play-doh or wet mud. Have you ever played with wet mud? Yeah? Okay, different kinds of snow. You guys have probably played with snow more than you've played with mud. Okay. Because sand, when you play with sand, what happens? It just falls apart. Okay, snow. There is different kinds of snow. Can you make snowballs with every kind of snow? No, only with good packing snow, right? So, clean refers to such clay, such mud that is wet, with which you can make different things, because it comes together. 
very nicely. So, أَنِّي أَخْلُقُ لَكُمْ مِنَ الطِّينِ I make for you from clay كَهَيْئَةِ الطَّيْرِ Something like the shape of a bird. كَلَيْكَ هَيْئَةِ Form, shape, figure. So, هَيْئَةِ is from the root letters هَيْئَةِ Hamza, And هَيْئَةِ, you can say the skeletal stage of something. The basic structure of something. So, when you're making a cake with uh, Play-Doh, then what will you do? First you will make a first you will make a ball. You will make the ball and then you will flatten it and then you will flatten it from the sides. Okay? But what's the basic structure? The ball. Okay? So, hay'a, that is the ball. Hay'a is the basic structure of something. So, he said that I make for you something like the form of a bird and once I make that form from clay, فَأَنْفُخُ فِيهِ نَفَخَ نُنْفَخَ To blow. So I blow into it. And when I blow into it, فَيَكُونُ طَيْرًا Then it turns into a bird. بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ By the permission of Allah. Notice, بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ By the permission of Allah. Meaning, I do not do this out of my own power, my own ability, that I am some supernatural being. No, I am a human being like you. I am a prophet of Allah. I am not God. If I'm making a bird like this, I'm doing this by the permission of Allah. Which kind of permission is this? Remember, there are two types of idhn of Allah. One idhn is shari and the other is kawni. Shari is when Allah has allowed in His religion for us to do something. So, Isa was allowed by Allah to make such a figure of a bird. Are we allowed to make sculptures and statues and drawings of living beings in such details? Are we allowed? No, we're not allowed. It's one of the major sins to draw such a figure. I'm not talking about something that looks like a person, so like you're making a stick man or you know, like a picture of a person with the face missing or some details, some obvious details missing. No, I'm talking about a detailed figure. Are we allowed to do that? No, we're not allowed to do that. Why? Because it's something that only Allah does. Okay? In a hadith Qudsi we learn, which is in Bukhari, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَنْ أَظْلَمُ مِمَّنْ زَهَبَ يَخْلُقُ كَخَلْقِي Who is more unjust than the one who goes on trying to make creation like my creation? Like he wants to imitate my creation. Who is more unjust than such a person? So it's a major sin. But Isa salam, he did it. Why did he do it? Because Allah allowed him. Don't take this as a general thing that drawings are haram. So the next time you want to make a drawing of a tree or a flower or something, you say, no, no, it's haram. No, it's not haram. It is permissible. Even uh, pictures of living beings, some scholars have given some allowance over there. And that allowance is only such that image is incomplete. Meaning there's something missing. Okay? So for example, there is a person. But there's no eyes, no mouth, no hair, nothing. You just have a circle, you know, with just scribbles on top. And then, uh, you know, maybe you've put some color inside. That's not what a human being looks like normally. Okay? Likewise, if there is a cat, you make a circle, another circle on top, and two triangles on top, and a squiggle on the side, to show that, okay, this would be a cat. But... A cat doesn't look like that. Does it look like that? No, it doesn't. So some scholars have allowed such drawings that are incomplete 
in which obvious details are missing, but it, when it's for a reason, like educational purpose or something like that. You want to know the details? There's a lot of stuff out there on the internet you can search. This is not the place to discuss that. So anyway, uh, Isa salam was allowed. This is just like killing is something that's not allowed. Okay? But Ibrahim salam was commanded to kill his own son. Slaughter him. That didn't happen, but he was commanded. Likewise, we see that prostrating to anyone other than Allah, is that allowed? No. But Allah told the angels to prostrate to Adam salam. So bi-idhnillah, I do this with the permission of Allah. Allah has allowed me to do this. The second type of idhn is idhn kawni. That when I make a bird like this, I blow into it, it comes to life, not out of my own power, but by the permission of Allah. I challenge every single one of you. Make a bird from Play-Doh and blow. Blow as much as you want. Blow for a year, blow for two years. Will it turn into a bird? You'll get tired, but that thing won't turn into a bird. Why? Because if Allah has not allowed it, it won't happen. So when Isa salam did that, it turned into a bird. Why? Because Allah allowed it. بِإِذْنِ wa وَأُبْرِئُ akmaha. Another miracle. That I heal the blind. أُبْرِئُ from Bara'a. Bara'a is to be clear, to become free of something that is disliked. So this word is also used for getting a cure from a disease. That a person was sick and then he becomes fine. So, وَأُبْرِئُ akmaha. I cure, I heal the born blind. The word akmah is from kaf mim ha, and it is said that it's used for a person who was born blind. He never saw anything. It is also said that this word is used for someone who has very weak eyesight, so he's able to see during the day, but in the night he cannot see, in the dark he cannot see. So, someone who was born blind, who had such weak eyesight, Isa salam would just wipe his hand over and that person could see again. Wal abrasa, he could also cure the abras. Abras from ba-rasad. And abras is someone who is suffering from leprosy, which is a skin ailment. So the abras, the leper, he would cure him too. Leprosy is a disease from which human beings have suffered extensively for the past 4,000 years. I mean, in history, you learn about leprosy and it still happens today. So, it was a huge problem back then. People were trying to look for a cure for this. And Isa salam, with the miracle, he would cure the leper. Another miracle, الْمَوْتَى And I bring to life the dead ones. حَيَيَا I give life to who? الْمَوْتَى Plural of mayyit, the one who is dead. So those who are dead, I can bring them to life. Whether they have been dead for a few seconds, or they have been dead for months or weeks or years, I can bring them to life. All of this I do, how? بِإِذْنِلَّهِ By the permission of Allah. Not that I have some superpower, but that Allah allows this to happen. Because if one human being can have such power, okay, that he can cure or he can bring the dead to life by himself, if one person can do it, then can other people do it too? Yes, they can. But human beings, have they ever been successful in bringing the dead to life? No. Never. And they never will be. بِإِذْنِلَّهِ By the permission of Allah. وَأُنَبِّئُكُمْ One more interesting thing, that I inform you from Noon by Hamza Naba. I tell you, بِمَا تَأْكُلُونَ Of what you all eat. أَكَلَ Hamza Kaflan. If you've eaten something, I can tell what you've eaten. 
Somebody had a big breakfast, they came to Isa alayhi salam, and Isa alayhi salam could tell them, okay, you had this, this, and this. وَمَا تَدَّخِرُونَ فِي بُيُوتِكُمْ And whatever you store in your houses, تَدَّخِرُونَ from ذَال خَارَ Not ذَال خَارَ, but ذَال خَارَ The ذَال is changed into a ذَال. Okay? So, تَدَّخِرُونَ اِدَّخَرَ is to store. To store for future. So whatever you store fi buyutikum in your houses, plural of bayt, for the next day or the day after or the next week, do we do that? Do we store food and stuff in our houses? And are we embarrassed of some of the stuff that we store in our houses? If somebody were to come and see our basement or if somebody were to come and see our closet or our refrigerator or our freezer, would we be completely comfortable showing them everything? Or would we be a little bit shy? Isa salam could tell what the people had stored in their houses even. He could tell what they had eaten, okay? And he could tell what they had stored. What does it mean? How can a person tell such things if he has knowledge of the unseen? So this means that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him such knowledge of the unseen through what? Through revelation. Through wahi. And this is something that's acceptable. Why? Because he was a prophet of Allah. And the prophets of Allah, they received revelation. Many times it happened with the prophet ﷺ even. You know that the prophet ﷺ was sitting once by a wall and a group of people went up in order to throw a huge boulder on him to kill him. But before they could do that, Jibreel came and told the Prophet ﷺ and he got up and he left. And the people were surprised. That how did he find out? Nobody told him. And there are many other incidents which tell us. Does it mean that he had knowledge of the unseen by himself? No. It's because Allah sent revelation to him. So likewise, Isa ﷺ was informed of this through revelation. But why do you think such knowledge was given? Why not knowledge about, you know, how old a person is or, you know, their profession or let's say their age or their family background. Why this? What you've eaten? Because this is something that is very private, something that's very hidden. So it was in a way to warn the Bani Israel that what can you hide from Allah? You can't hide. You better be careful. إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَآيَةً لَكُمْ Indeed, in that is a sign for you. إِن كُنْتُمْ مُؤْمِنِينَ If you should be believers. Meaning, if you're believers, then you will see the miracle. وَمُصَدِّقًا And someone who confirms the truthfulness. لِمَا بَيْنَ يَدَيَّ Of that which is before me. Meaning, I have come to confirm the truthfulness of that which was revealed before me. Meaning, مِنَ التَّوْرَةِ Of the Torah. I have not come here to negate the Torah. I have come here to confirm the truthfulness of the Torah. لكم, one more mission that Isa salam came with was to make permissible for the people from the word halal that I make permissible for you ba'da, some of that which عليكم, which was made forbidden upon you. We have learned that many things were made forbidden on the Bani Israel. Why? Because of their sins. Many good things were made forbidden on them. Things that you are good for you, halal, tayyib, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it haram for them. They were not allowed to consume it. But Isa salam, when he came, he came to create ease for them, to relieve them of their burdens. He came to make some of those things permissible for them. But obviously if they believed in him only then, they would find that ease. 
وَجِئْتُكُمْ بِآيَةٍ مِّنْ رَبِّكُمْ And I have come to you with a sign from your Lord. Meaning with clear evidences, with clear miracles. فَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ وَأَطِيعُونَ So fear Allah and obey me. And the fact is that a person can only obey the messenger when he, when he fears Allah. And obedience to Allah, obedience to the messenger are interlinked. The fear of Allah and obedience to the messenger are together. And then he said to them, إِنَّ اللَّهَ رَبِّي وَرَبُّكُمْ Indeed, Allah is my Lord and your Lord. فَعْبُدُوهُ So worship Him. I'm not God. I am the servant of Allah. And I'm here to deliver the message, to create ease for you. To tell you about the coming of the final messenger. فَعْبُدُوهُ So worship Him. Meaning worship Allah. And when you worship Allah, then هَذَا صُرَاطٌ مُسْتَقِيمٌ That is the straight path. Look at these words. Isa salam did not tell people, worship me. What did he tell people? Worship who? Allah. And that is the straight path. He worshipped Allah himself and he called people to the worship of Allah as well. That means he was a servant of Allah. He was a messenger. And this is exactly what all the messengers did. They called people to whose worship? The worship of Allah. Because He is the Creator, He is the Provider, He is the Sustainer, and He is the only one who deserves worship. So this was the message of Isa salam. But what was the response that He got from the people? It wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty at all. He was rejected. He was opposed. People attempted to kill Him. The opposition grew very, very intense to the point that they attempted to murder Him as well. And this is not something surprising because that's the attitude that the Bani Israel had towards all of the prophets who were sent to them. Anyone who told them what they did not want to hear, this is what they did. Because they didn't want to accept the truth. Because sometimes the truth is bitter. Recitation. قَالَتْ رَبِّ أَنَّا يَكُونُ لِي وَلَدٌ وَلَمْ يَمْسَسْنِي بَشَرٌ قَالَ كَذَلِكِ اللَّهُ يَخْلُقُ مَا يَشَاءُ إِذَا قَضَى أَمْرًا فَإِنَّمَا يَقُولُ لَهُ كُنْ فَيَكُونَ وَيُعَلِّمُهُ الْكِتَابَ وَالْحِكْمَةَ وَالتَّوْرَاةَ وَالْإِنْجِيلِ وَرَسُولًا إِلَى بَنِي إِسْرَائِيلَ أَنِّي قَدْ جِئْتُكُمْ بِآيَةٍ مِّنْ رَبِّكُمْ أَنِّي أَخْلُقُ لَكُمْ مِنَ الطِّينِ كَهَيْئَةِ الطَّيْرِ فَأَنْفُخُ فِيهِ فَيَكُونُ طَيْرًا بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ وَأُبْرِئُ الْأَكْمَهَ وَالْأَبْرَصَ وَأُحْيِي الْمَوْتَى بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ وَأُنَبِّئُكُمْ بِمَا تَأْكُلُونَ وَمَا تَدَّخِرُونَ فِي بُيُوتِكُمْ إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَآيَةً لَكُمْ إِن كُنْتُمْ مُؤْمِنِينَ وَمُصَدِّقًا لِمَا بَيْنَ يَدَيَّ مِنَ التَّوْرَاتِ وَلِأُحِلَّ لَكُمْ بَعْضَ الَّذِي حُرِّمَ عَلَيْكُمْ وَجِئْتُكُمْ بِآيَةٍ مِّنْ رَبِّكُمْ فَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ وَأَطِيعُونَ إِنَّ 